All right, let's do another episode of the Top 8 Podcast. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Matt Batiste. And I'm your other co-host, TJ. And today is actually a really cool one because we're going to be talking about concerts that we are most looking forward to for this or I guess kind of next year. I have one that's in 2025 already. Yeah. Kind of crazy that we're booking concerts for 2025 in early 2024. Absolutely wild. But here are the tours that basically we are most looking forward to or we want to go even if we can't get tickets because there's one on here that I have that I can't go to, but I wanted to put it on the list because it is... Yeah, I have one. I have one of those two where like I'm probably not going to go to the show, but it would be very anticipated for me if I could get tickets and if I had the capacity to go. Um, so yeah, these are only concerts that have been announced so far. So you know, there's going to be stuff that hopefully nothing big gets announced uh, before this episode comes out. But <laughs> we'll, de- we'll deal with that then. <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal. We'll like put a little cap asterisk like, in the comments. A, a little list right here of all of the concerts that have been announced since we recorded yeah. and posted. <laughs> And be like, yeah, no, we do want to mention this one. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, you want to kick things off for us? Yeah. So actually, I'm going to start off number eight with uh, a little bit of a cheat code. Uh, I put when we were young. Uh, only a number eight. Well, so here's the thing. I wasn't sure about whether or not we can put it in here because, like I said, it's kind of a cheat code because every single band is playing this damn festival. And I figured this was more of a concert thing than like a festival thing. So uh-huh. I wasn't sure or else uh, realistically cheat code. We could just put that at number one be like, see all of the band, <clears throat> some of the bands that I've mentioned here are going to be playing yeah. at, when we were young. So I was just kind of like unsure when making the list. So it's like, we'll just put when we were young at number eight because it's kind of cheating. Yeah, okay, so I wish we had this conversation before we <laughs> before we gave it to number me. one. Is my number one. <laughs> Obviously, it's like Well, it's a cheat code. Like I just I know. said that. It's 10 albums on my top 20 albums of all time being played in full. How is it not my number one? But yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming for where maybe when we were doing our, um, you know, our combined top eight, we can take that in consideration. Yeah, but we'll take that into consideration. It is easily Festivals the most, antici- yeah, it's easily my <laughs> most anticipated music event of the year. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll prioritize like tours after that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you okay. have at number eight? Number eight, I had the Teeth of God tour, which is Sleep Token and Empire State Bastard, which I tried to get tickets for. And 10,000 people tried to get tickets to a 2,500 cap venue. Were, that one was a little controversial because they like, controversial. Sent, they like send out presale codes a half an hour after presale started. Yeah, the uh, the venue sent out the presales after the presale had already happened to most <laughs> people, which was definitely not ideal. Uh, I did not get tickets for this, unfortunately. So Sleep Token, if you're watching... Send me tickets. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, it's super anticipated, but they're also going to be playing on another thing that I have on my list. So like there is potential for me to see them at another thing this year. You can kind of make up for it. That's yeah. kind of what I did last year with the front bottoms. I, I really wanted to see them when they came to Toronto, but I happened to have a wedding that same weekend, that oh, same yeah. day. So I was like, well, I obviously can't go to this concert. I have a wedding that day. Eh. Uh, and then when, <laughs> when, when we were young rolled around, uh, they were playing and they were playing at the same time as another band. There, that was one of the conflicts. I forget who it was. It might have been like Good Charlotte or something. Mm. And I skipped out on that to go see the front bottoms because I was like, this is my chance to go and see Twin Size Mattress perform live. I missed it when they came around. On you got to take advantage. And I was like, can, yeah. I just I, I need to I need to be in that crowd 
screaming that song. Like yeah. if I was going to lose my voice to a song, that go figure. Out of all the bands that played it when we were, <laughs> when we were young, I was just like. I just really need to sing this one song and scream it out, okay? <laughs> the cathartic yeah. like, experience. I needed to get need it that. out of my system. So I yeah. totally understand where you're coming from with, with that point yeah, of yeah. being like, you know, prioritizing that festival with that band. And yeah, it's it feels like a second chance. It definitely, yeah, for sure. What do you got at seven? Uh, number seven for me is Taking Back Sunday. And the only reason why they're so low, because I love Taking Back Sunday. I think a lot of people know that. Um, but two things. I haven't seen them in a very, very, very long time. Obviously, we've heard the dialogue that's happened online about them not being that great live anymore. Uh, I will argue with people about that one, though, because <laughs> I have seen some videos of them live recently, and they actually sounded really good. I feel like maybe there was just a point in time, like a weird era, where maybe, I don't know if they just weren't into it or what was going on, but from the videos that I've seen recently, they sound like they've gotten it together their new album is really really good i'm really really excited to see them the only th reason why they're actually so low on my list though isn't even all of that discourse that's happened online it's because they finally announced that they're coming to toronto yeah and they're not doing a normal show like everywhere else they're playing <clears throat> at like a, a regular venue setup or something they're playing at a beer festival yeah yeah and uh, go figure, like, Ill Scarlet's opening for them. And they're like a Toronto, <laughs> a Canadian classic, um, yeah. you know, ska punk band. And they're fun. Like, I've seen them a ton of times growing up. I, I really do like Ill Scarlet. But I don't want to spend $85 to go to a beer festival just to see the band that I want to see. I would much rather them be at a full venue and get the full experience of them seeing them in a venue with a bunch of fans and not just people that showed up because they wanted to drink some beer that day. Yeah, no, I definitely get where you're coming from on that one. They did, they, their tour didn't make my list. And honestly, I'm not super hyped for that because of everything that you just said too. Yeah, honestly, might be the way to go. Uh, my number seven was tour of the setting. Some, some 41's final tour. Uh, the only reason that they're so low, like I love some 41, but I saw them at when we were young. It was a great performance where like I've already like I've had my sum fill right now. So unless if things change, like I'd like to see them one more time if I can. But the venue they're playing here, I absolutely hate. Like I hate seeing shows at Scotiabank. Yeah, I don't like stadium shows. Yeah. So like if they were like it, if they were doing like four different shows at like history or something or like a smaller venue, I'd be way more into it. Oh, I'd be so down to do like four yeah. shows at history. I go to all four. hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just strictly like venue and the fact that like, I just saw them pretty recently. So like, I don't need to see them again, but I would like to still, so they're still on the list, but not high on the list. I have them relatively high on my list just okay. because it's the final show. Yeah. I agree with everything that you've said, but also with some 41 yeah. and it's their final show. So I definitely do have that tour up there. Um, actually I ran into the guys from some 41, the one we were young weekend at the punk rock museum. And, uh, I remember Cohn saying like, at one point they were just like looking into like open fields that they can sort of, uh, use like out in Ajax where they grew up. That would be sick. Like, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Like do like a big open field. They should have done like a down. I would prefer down to park. Yeah. yeah. That's where no effects is doing their final, yep. uh, final show. So I, that would do been the really same thing. Cool. Like 40 songs that like we're playing, like all the classics for like our hometown fans. Like, yeah, I think, but Scotia, I definitely agree. It's the same thing with the, I actually 
don't mind Scotiabank as much as uh, Rogers Center. Rogers Center is like the baseball stadium. I've never actually seen a show there, but I'm going to one this summer. It's so terrible. It's yeah. terrible. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> there a year or two ago, and that was my most recent experience with it. And the sound was just awful. It is so stinking hot in there. It's just like a very uncomfortable show. Yeah. I mean, when the band's on, you still enjoy the band, but it's just when you know and you've been to like shows at places like uh, History or like other smaller venues, you just I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's so, you can't compare them. Yeah. Definitely um, agree. So I agree with what you're saying with that one. Uh, for my number six spot, I have Military Gun with Pool Kids. Oh, cool. I feel like you probably wouldn't have that one on your list. I don't have it on my list. No. I didn't even know that this was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, you know, newer up and coming bands and they're absolutely both killing it right now. Um, and that's, you know, like a small bar tour, basically. They're playing at the thing at the Velvet Underground oh, in nice. Toronto. So it's a really it's small It's small, venue. but a good venue. I've seen yeah. like five or six shows there. It's, yeah, so it's uh, I, I had to put that on there because those are two really good up-and-coming bands right now that uh, I haven't seen before, which is why I have it on the list. Because I've, right. I had like other artists that didn't make the short list. Like Mom Jeans is on tour again. And I love Mom Jeans. I actually like Mom Jeans more than I like Military Gun and Pool Kids. But I saw, I've seen mom jeans relatively recently so i'm like okay i need to make some cuts here and i'm gonna put some of the bands that i haven't seen before on there instead yeah that totally makes sense i mean obviously they weren't on my radar but i see where you're coming from on that one uh number six for me is the seeing red tour which is architects of mice and men and while she sleeps that's a, a, it's, heavy a tour. it's a stacked lineup honestly for like the metalcore fans while she sleeps have a new album coming out this year of Mice and Men just dropped a new album that like it was fine but they have like classic bangers and Architects is just awesome <laughs> so that one's I haven't got tickets to it yet but I definitely want to I think they're playing History it might be Rebel which I if it's Rebel I really hate Rebel, I hate Rebel too. there's so many amazing it's <laughs> my venues. least favorite venue in all of Toronto but <laughs> uh, the venue itself isn't bad it's just the location yeah getting to that's it that's the problem sucks the only thing is like if you get there kind of late it's hard to like push to the front because I find it kind of like narrows towards the stage so like even opening things up is like kind of tough if you go push back you have like the ceiling that kind of cuts things off and I don't know I got complaints about if Rebel. you're not from, <laughs> if you're not from Toronto yeah Rebel has the worst location because it's like along the water transit whether you're driving whether you're walking like it's just the worst it's the hardest spot of the city to get to yeah this is also why i don't know if any like non-torontonians have heard about like drake opening up a venue in toronto that one is history like history drake's like a part owner in it and it's honestly the best venue in the city it's not downtown. It is a little bit of a hike to get to. If you drive, though, it's great because it's free parking if you park in one of the suburbs. And parking's expensive in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, anywhere you stand in the venue is good. It's a clean venue. Yeah. The uh, security it, there is, like, really good, too. It's it's just, yeah. I Honestly, I feel like history should be the standard for most bands. And I venues. go back and forth on what my favorite is between history and the Danforth Music Hall. Danforth just because, Dan, like, the Danforth is easy for me to get to. It's, like right down the street pretty much <laughs> uh, where we can just walk to it and then walk home after. But my number five spot, uh, I believe this is a Roger center show. It was go figure. We were just talking about baseball stadiums and seeing shows, but uh, green day. That's mine too. Number five. Yeah. With yeah. rancid the and uh, smashing pumpkins and Linda Linda's like yeah. just 
such a also like i tell me why or how the smashing pumpkins got lumped into the same tour as <laughs> green day and rancid it just feels really really weird to me like yeah. green day and rancid totally makes sense for sure like that like, classic punk like but the smashing pumpkins i, I know they're they're a weird fit but like i've seen the smashing pumpkins live they they're they're good live. Don't get it's me just wrong. Like, I like them. It is. Rant, the only thing I'm really worried about is hype level where it's like rancid high smashing pumpkins, a little lighter. Like I'm just gonna be kind of like chilling. It kind of takes away from the energy a little bit. And then that comes right back up with green day. Yeah, I almost feel like, I don't know how you do this, but I almost feel like smashing pumpkins should go on before rancid. Yeah. But like, let's, I know that they've like, earned the, wise, yeah, that's the thing. smashing pumpkins are a much bigger band than rancid, but rancid would get that like, old school i don't know maybe i'm just thinking too old school and maybe like the newer fans and a lot of green day fans are younger so maybe it's just maybe they would like that i i I have no idea what the thinking was it does kind of throw me through a little bit of a loop where my brain's trying to understand it yeah i will enjoy every band on that bill um but yeah it is it's it's a choice. I mean, it's on my list strictly for the fact that um, Green Day are playing American Idiot and Dookie in full, yeah. which are like the only that two alone. albums I ever listened to from them anyways. <laughs> like I listen to like the classics, obviously, but like never like a full album. Full albums is just Dookie and just American Idiot for me. So the fact that those two are paired together. Yeah. Can't get any better. My number four is Let the Ocean Take Me 10 Year Tour, which is the Amity Affliction. It's like Ooh, one of the, yeah, yeah, it's like their biggest album. I love that record. Them, Currents, which I said on another episode was one of my favorite heavy bands. Dying Wish, which is a super uh, awesome, like up and coming, like old school sound metalcore band, but they've got like a new school kind of like DIY attitude to it, which I really like. And then Mugshot, which I've actually never heard of, but I'm definitely gonna check it out before this show. I bought my yeah. tickets to this this morning. I'm so stoked. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I get number four. I have Death Cab for Cutie. Coo- uh, <laughs> Death Cab for Cooties. The Cooties. Uh, De- Death Cab for Cutie with the Postal Service. I mean, that's a standard, you know, I, I don't even think that really needs an explanation. Yeah, they this. are. So oh. this is their second leg. And the first leg they didn't, the second leg they announced they're coming to Scotiabank. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that Did you one, get tickets for this? Not yet? Okay. I don't have tickets to any of these shows yet <laughs> because I'm uh, getting married this year. So all of my money is going there. And then <laughs> no, 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 sorry. This still like not being able to do <laughs> concerts, but like concert. good job on the wedding. Yes, we support. We support. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was misconstrued. <laughs> yeah, so basically, just ripping on their coat. <laughs> basically, uh, any concert that I go to this year is going to be like a last minute call, and that's yeah. just because of this. It's going to be like, do I have the budget to spend on this? Um, can I sort of maybe get tickets from like a panicked scalper the day of Yeah, and just basically kind of go about it that way. That's so that's later. why like, this is also really hard episode for me to sort of come up with my list. Cause I'm just like, I'm coming up with all the shows that I want to go to. It's basically like a wish list, Yeah, but there's no guarantee I'm actually going to go to any of these shows just because this year is so hard. And I just really hope that there are even better tours in 2025 <laughs> and none of these bands break up. That's Good the point. Hard part. Yeah, that is always risky. We're like, 
nowadays is like go to every show because you never know what's gonna happen even covid like go to every show because who knows if we're gonna get shut down again by covid 7.0 i'm also traumatized from <laughs> not to like put a um, damper on things but you know what i mean <laughs> the gaslight anthem so they are my actual favorite band of all time like go figure oh, really? they're not even like an emo band but like <laughs> and like i've whole you know built this whole thing around emo but like the gaslight anthem just sort of like surpass everything for me because there's something about that band they've got that like punk sound to them but they're also kind of like americana and like brian fallon i just honestly think is like one of the best songwriters of all time uh, especially especially lyrically so like i love the gaslight anthem i love his solo work like i love everything that that brian's done and uh been obsessed with them for years when they dropped get hurt i actually told the day that get hurt came out i told my boss at the time i was working construction I told him I have a doctor's appointment that morning, so I was going to be yes. late to work. And I drove to Yorkdale Mall, and I sat outside the HMV waiting for it to open so oh I could go and God. buy the deluxe CD version because that was the fastest way for me to get it because I was like, I could have like pirated it, but it, it was too hard to find the pirated torrents back then. And yeah, yeah. I was also go really to LimeWire, you're going to give your computer aids. <laughs> yeah, I was just really big on buying CDs and buying music because now I'm just like buying records instead of CDs. But at the time, whatever, bought the CD, popped it in my car, did a full listen, and then I showed up for work for the second half I of the love day. That. So like that's how obsessed I've been, right? And they come around for the Get Hurt tour. I bought my tickets, and then my mom says to me, hey, we're going to South Carolina that weekend for your cousin's wedding. Oh, no. And uh, I bought tickets. Like, I bought your flight. Like So it was like, oh, okay, cool. Mom and dad are paying for a vacation for me. Sweet. But it happens to be the same weekend as Gaslight Anthem. I need to get rid of these tickets. So I, like, sold them at cost, gave them to, like, a friend who was also a fan. Um, so I got my money back, so that was cool. Went to the wedding, come back. I'm like, I'm going to catch them on the next tour. Don't they break up a few months later? Oh, no. And I'm like, no, I never got a chance to see my favorite band. Like, I was ruined. Like, I was ruined the day that they I announced can imagine. that they were yeah, absolutely. going on hiatus. And uh, from then I vow- from then on, I vowed, like, if one of the bands that I really want to see is coming around, I'm just going to go and see them. Because also, especially, too, like, after that, I got really into, like, a lot of, like, the emo rap stuff, too. Okay. And then all those guys started dying, <laughs> which is, like, way worse than breaking up. But it It's was not like, funny, but, like... But, like, I yeah, know. like, I wanted to go and see Juice World, and uh, I was like, you know what? Nah, like, not this time around. I don't want to spend the money. Like, I'll go see him next time. And there was no next time because he died. Yeah, damn, that's So rough. it was just like, you want to see those favorite artists? Like, go to those damn concerts. This year's a little different for me. Once again, going back Absolutely. to the whole I mean, you married. still have to prioritize, <laughs> but... Because <laughs> that's like, you know, my personal life. But yeah. with all these concerts, I'm just sort of like hoping to swing something, but I don't have any concert tickets bought right now. That's fair. Uh, okay, number three rant. for me was the One More Time Tour. Blink-182, touring with Pierce the Veil, which I thought was so random. But then the Toronto date gets announced, and Alexis on Fire gets added, and I'm like, hell yeah, man. (laughs) That is... Even though it's at Rogers Center, I... Just those three bands seem so weird, but so, so good. It's gonna go so well together. Yeah. That was another one where, when it came out, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna buy these tickets, because if you look back, this is one of those things where I'm just like, I even left it off my list. Just because I saw them in May. Yeah. And then we went to when we were young and I saw them two nights back to back. And it was like two days after I saw them two days back to back, they announced the one more time tour. 
And I was like, I just saw them twice this past weekend. And I saw them in May. So it was three times in the last so many months. Yeah. Like, if I can go to this concert, I definitely still want to. And I'm going to try to swing something because it's Blink-182. And I'll always want to see them every single time they come. Of course. They're like one of those bands. But... That's why I didn't buy tickets for this one, but I'm also still really hoping to find a way to go. Like yeah, with no. all these, I'm just like, I really want to try to swing my way in. That totally makes sense. Especially like, the Toronto date with Alexa on fire. Yeah. Like, that's I was, huge. I was like, okay, Blink and Pierce the Veil, sure. Like, I'll see what the ticket prices are. And then Alexa on fire, I'm like, I gotta get tickets to this. <laughs> also, did you hear about the Born and Raised Festival that they announced this past week? Yeah, man. That, like that looks insane. So I know. that was they did. I that, went to the like, first one when it was like I think Alexa, it was four days that time. And it was the, I went to the Billy Talent Alexa on Fire uh, date, which was like, it was so good. But this one looks, it's a stack. Like the used. I want to get it. I want to go just because it's Alexa's on Fire and the used. And Counterparts, one which is a yeah. phenomenal band. Too. Counterparts is the third one, right? And then it's yeah. Ecstasy. I think X-Stacy, those are the yeah. four on the second date. And yep. the first date's like City, City Color, Metric, and then two other people that I can't remember. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, that second day with the U's and Alexis on fire, seeing them in the same day, yeah, insane. I know. Like if I wasn't already seeing them with Blink, I would definitely buy tickets to that. But I'm probably I mostly not going want to go for the used. I figured. And for, and, and for Alexis on fire too. Like I'll go and see Alexis on fire every single time. Like I saw yeah. them last last summer too, and like they kill it. So it's like you can't do too much of Alexis on fire if you go to this and then see them with blank. Yeah. But uh, that's, a, it would be really close together to be like July and August, mm-hmm. which I don't really need to do like what you were saying with blank. I missed them on the tour that the first tour that they announced. So I only saw them one time at when we were young. And I remember leaving their set being like, I would see them again tomorrow if I could. I was so, upset that the date that they came to Toronto, they did two dates and uh, Turnstile only opened. Actually, I'm wearing my Turnstile shirt. But <laughs> Turnstile only opened on the first date. The second night, they were doing some show in Baltimore, like some like charity show in Baltimore. Oh. And so they didn't play. And I was like, "What the fuck? I bought tickets like fully expect." And like that was like another little way that helped me sort of like justify the high ticket cost because I was like, "Okay, cool. At least I get to too, see yeah. two bands that I like." So it's kind of like the tickets really half price, you know, doing your email. <laughs> of course. But um then they ended up not playing that show and I was that pissed sucks. off I didn't get to see Turnstile. Although seeing Turnstile in a stadium like that is also, you know, not the right environment for it. You would want to see them at like a no barrier show if yeah, possible. Yeah, if possible. Uh, yeah, but. 100%. Uh, for my number three spot, I have Arm's Length on the Wax Bodega Tour. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this to me and I totally forgot about it. Yeah. So it's Arm's Length, Carly Cosgrove, Ben Quad, and I feel like I might be forgetting someone, but... Uh, Wax Bodega is killing it right now with all the artists that they've been signing and uh, Arm's Length has been killing it. So that's going to be a stacked lineup. And that is a good one for like the younger emo kids and like the people into the new emo. Yeah. I was going to say Arm's Length made our uh, most anticipated list. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good one to have. Uh, what do you have at number two? Number two. Okay. I got two cop outs at one and two then. Cause number two, sick new world. <laughs> you got sick new world. And then and we're young. Young, yeah. Okay. My number two is some 41, which oh, okay. we already discussed. And then my number one is actually, it just got announced yesterday. So the day before we recorded this, uh, Spanish love songs is doing a headline tour. Oh, and uh, that lineup is relatively stacked too. I can't remember who it is because my I'm just so like blurry eyed because I love Spanish love songs. They're like a top <laughs> three favorite for me. Oh, really? Um, this is your number one. This is my number one okay. Spanish love songs because like 
like I said, they're a top three band for me, yeah, like yeah. of all time. Like it's like Gaslight Anthem. Uh, and then honestly, my, it's kind of like a toss up between the Menzingers and Spanish love songs. Nice. For like all like, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's hard ranking bands. I just know it's like so I hard. love the Gaslight Anthem. So they're always my number one. And then Spanish love songs, I just kind of like say it, they're top three, but I've never actually like cranked out my top three just because I'm like, I love them that much that they would be up there. Like they'd be like a two or three. Yeah. Let us know if you want to do a a top eight of our favorite bands of all time, because I think I would dread that. (laughs) I think that would actually be torture. Like that would be psychological warfare. We'll think about that one for a year or two. (laughs) (laughs) That one will Um, never end up getting recorded because uh, we never make up our mind. We'll never finally settle on a list. True. Okay, well, then that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, Sick New World has a sick lineup. Obviously, when we were young, had a sick lineup. So we can start going through and making this um, combined list. Honestly, I think when it comes to the festivals... We'll leave them off. I think we either leave them off or put them low because I do feel like they're cheating. Yeah, big <laughs> shout out to the festivals, but we'll uh, we'll take them off for this. Okay, so ones we had combined were the Saviors Tour, One More Time Tour... And the tour of the setting sum. Yeah. Uh, one more time. I'm. It wasn't even on your list. I forgot. It wasn't because like I said, I'd seen them three yeah, times yeah, yeah. in less than a year. So, but I would still kill to be there. Yeah. Uh, I was just I like, I left off a lot of bands that I've seen already. Right. And I kind of put the ones that I wanted to be at the most and so, like I said, the the bands that I've seen recently sort of didn't really make the list, even though like Mom Jeans would probably be at the top here because I freaking yeah, love yeah. Mom Jeans. But that makes um, sense. We can save the Saviors tour for because I assume that's like a, a a combined one. We'll probably put that closer to the top ish. Um, how did you feel about the Seeing Red tour? Architects of Mice and Men, While She Sleeps. I don't know how you feel on like that kind of lineup, I th- but I think I'd be more excited about the Amity Affliction one. Yeah, I was gonna. I I want that one to be like in the top four for me because it's like if we take out the festivals, that's my number two. True. You know what I mean? Um. So why don't ar- we- ar- from your list, Arms Length? That's that's a good tour that I totally forgot about. Um. I'm definitely going to fight for Spanish love songs. And here's Obviously, why yeah. Spanish love songs. Like I said, they are a top band for me, but also I've only ever seen them open for other bands. So they've always played a condensed set. And even with the condensed set, like I've gone basically for them most of the time uh, and like just had goosebumps the entire time. So I'm just really excited to hear them play a full set and songs across multiple albums. Yeah. So uh, that I'm definitely going to fight for. I'd like for okay. it to be at least, I know you you don't really uh, listen to them, but like somewhere in the middle. Okay. No, I, people want to give you like three. <laughs> if you're going to give me three, I'll, I'll, I'll three. take three. Okay. So <laughs> Spanish love songs, we'll slot them in there. I would want um, the Amity tour at least at four. I'm good with four. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, arm's length for number five? I like that for five. I was going to say that's one that you said. I was like, yeah, we should definitely have this on the list. Um, Some 41, I feel like, is either going to be two or six. Yeah, because you had you know that I mean? low and I had it high. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Would you have it at? I had it at two. You have it at two. Just because yeah, yeah. it's a final tour. 
So there's like something extra special about it. And even though we saw them at when we were young, yeah, like we they're never gonna tour again. Like this is it. Whereas like with Blink 182, they might do one more time, then they might drop another album and they might tour again. Like Blink 182, we don't know if this is their last time, even though it's called one more time, and it might be. We don't know that for sure. They they're haven't still announced gonna make their music. Pre- yeah, yeah, I 100%. think so too. They're at like the high respectfully they're at like the highest point they've ever been like attention wise like selling out the venues that they're selling out mm-hmm. like i know that there was obviously the peak era back in like 2003 or but whatever, they weren't but selling out stadiums back then no this is like everybody knows Blink like they were playing bud stage back then they weren't playing the AC roger stage. center yeah yeah um, you know, okay. roger center that's right it's at roger center i hate that it's at roger i know center. me too <laughs> Wait, okay, so is some 41 number one on this list? <laughs> <laughs> Very well could be. Would you want to put some, some... Really, the ones that we have combined now are some 41 and Green Day and Blink-182. Yeah. Those are the three that we can put at... Uh, I'm, I'm very psyched for Blink-182. Like, if I wanted Amity at four, I think I want Blink at probably two. Green I'm, good, I'm good at Blink being high just because it's Blink and I love them and they have a lot of personal meaning to me. So I'm good with having them up there. Blink at two. I don't know how I feel about Green Day being at six under arm's length. How do you feel about that? I would almost want to switch those two. I'm fine to put Green Day at five and arm's length at six. Okay, let's do that. And then um, what do you want to do for seven and eight? Uh, do you want to pick two that you want to go to bat for? Like, yeah, I I've already to... got Amity, Blink, Green Day. We're going to talk about some 41. So the other one that I really want to go to bat for is the Seeing Red Tour. It's because I think that's a pretty stacked lineup, but I think that you've got some good ones in here too. The only so. other one that I really would go to bat for is Death Cab. Cause I feel like that one is just like an emo classic and yeah. like it speaks for itself, uh, as to sort of the, the caliber of a band that death cab is yeah how do you feel about death cab at seven and then architects at eight i'm good with that cool death cab at seven and then i guess number one we have to go with some 41 some 41 which you know what you kind of convinced me into it being like i don't know why i was like underwhelmed with the announcement i think i saw scotiabank and i was like Ugh. <laughs> i know a lot of these are also like big stadium tours we have a lot of them in there but I know. it's just like these are big bands. It that is are... the final time when it really resonates that this is the last time we'll probably ever see some 41 live that holds weight. But uh, yeah, I think that's our solid list. Who would have thought some 41 at number one? Yeah, I didn't anticipate it because I had it low, but I think, uh, yeah, you really convinced me on that one. So when you know that it's going to be the last <laughs> time that you'll ever get to see a band, it makes it extra important. Yeah. Okay, so running down the list, at number eight, we have uh, the Seeing Red Tour, which is Architects of Mice and Men and While She Sleeps. We have uh, the Death Cab Tour, which also features the Postal Service. Yep. Um, Both playing two iconic albums. Yeah. Uh, The Wax Bodega Tour, Arm's Length. Uh, Carly Cosgrove, Ben Quad, and I know that I'm forgetting someone in there, and I apologize. (laughs) Uh, Number five, we have the Saviors Tour, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. That'll be a good one. Number four, we have the Let the Ocean Take Me 10-Year Anniversary Tour, Amity, Current, Steinwish, Mugshot. That's going to be sick. Can't wait for that one. Number three, Spanish Love Songs. Spanish Love Songs. I'm so excited, like I said, man. (laughs) I've seen them open so many times. And I've been dying for a headline tour because every time I've seen them, it's felt like I only got a little taste 
and I need the whole thing now. Yeah, no, that's that's very fair. If it were up to me, they would play uh, Schmaltz, Brave Faces, everyone, and their new album, No Joy, like from start to finish. It would just be, it would <laughs> three just albums be like, in full. <laughs> you give us three albums in full for three hours, and like we don't need any opening bands. Like, let's just make it the Spanish Love Song show and just do every song from start to finish. Dude, there's some bands that I'm like, if you just played like three records in full, I don't need an opening band. Just like play the record, take, take I feel like your. Most bands would object with this though. Oh, 100%. Like... <laughs> Silverstein, Silverstein basically did it the last time I saw them. They did um, Discovering the Waterfront in full, took a break, did a whole acoustic set, came back and did an entire greatest hit set which See, is like crazy. this is where i think artists like bruce springsteen like going back like they become icons because like nobody can do it like not many people can go out there on stage and play for three hours straight yeah. that is a long time and bruce made a career out of doing three hour shows and like that's that's really impressive and he still does them and the dude's like in his 70s very impressive. I think the other one that comes to mind is System of a Down. They always play like 40 songs whenever they play. Like even last year at Sick New World Festival slot, they still play like 35 songs, which That's is crazy. insane. Uh, number two is the One More Time Tour, Blank, Alexis on Fire, and Pierce the Veil. I wonder if that will rank lower on other people's list because it's just Blank and Pierce the Veil. Like Alexis on Fire really brought that up for me. Yeah. Like obviously Blank and Pierce the Veil are iconic bands in their respective genres, but. I also wonder if that tour would be number one over some 41 if it wasn't some 41's final tour it would be and for me, yeah. and if we hadn't just seen them three times in the last six <laughs> months yes that's true and then number one tour of the setting some the final shows from some 41 which is sad <laughs> i like this list yeah no this is a great list i think we got a good mix of stuff on here we've got some metalcore got some like sad boy acoustic shit and then some pop punk what's <laughs> the sad boy acoustic shit death cab? i play death cab yeah <laughs> i feel like spanish love songs is still like that like sad boy emo on the wrong day spanish love songs can just totally ruin your day and mood and like yeah. everything you can just make things so much worse on the right day it makes things so much better i think this is the problem with like how i haven't developed like an affinity for a lot of those bands because I'll listen to them only when I'm in a very, very specific mood, but like, because I'm not listening to them on the, like a regular basis, they don't become like that band or that genre for me. Yeah. Well, I love this list. Hopefully you like it too. Let us know who you would have put on the list at what concerts you're most looking forward to. I'm sure there's a lot of tours that are not even coming near us or like other countries. So drop some that are like, haha, we got this and you don't. Like that'd be cool too. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So let us know uh, what you would put on the list. And thanks for listening or watching another episode of the Top 8 Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>